0: So what do stem cell isolation, the computer, Kevlar, the material, and everything to do with telecommunication have in common?
1: Hmm. Not. They're all things that we need.
2: And sound very expensive, too.
0: <laughs> very expensive, yes. Yeah. So all of these inventions were invented by a woman.
2: Say them again. What, what are they?
0: So we have the scientific act of stem cell isolation... The first-ever computer, which was, in fact, the size of a room, but we can get into that later. <laughs> Kevlar, the material, so who knows how many lives that would have saved. Mm-hmm. Bulletproof vests, and then all things telecommunication. Specifically, fiber optics, solar cells, and things like a fax machine and a touchtone phone, when I talk about that.
2: What's a tone phone?
0: I think it's one of those things that has that really annoying dial tone. that. You know the one I'm talking about?
2: I'm too young. I had never seen <laughs> one of those. <laughs> wow! Uh, imagine a world where we didn't have any of those things.
0: No cell phones. No caller ID. Ooh. Yeah, you can you can screen your calls anymore. That yeah. Would, that would be very uncomfortable.
2: How I do I, it. how do I ignore Rogers when they call me if I don't have <laughs> caller ID? <laughs> Welcome to Red Dot Project. I'm Phil and I am not with Haley today, but I do have two other lovely guests. They are Ryan. Natalie. They are the Ryan and Nat from the very special podcast that we have going on here, going with the flow, and they are here to join me today on Red Dot Project. So I guess this is sort of like going with the Project. No. Red (laughs) Dot Flow. (laughs) Red
0: Dot Flow. You could throw a featuring in there somewhere. That would work. Yeah, that
2: works. Today we are going to have like a joint episode because we are here to celebrate
0: International Women's Women's Day. Day.
2: Woo! All right, take two. We are here to celebrate
0: International International Women's Day.
2: Day. (laughs) (laughs) We're keeping all of that. If you are listening to this on the day that it uploaded, hopefully we met our deadlines and we uploaded the day before International Women's Day, March 7th. If we missed our deadline and we uploaded on International Women's Day, it is March 8th. And today is a pretty special day. So today is the day where we get to celebrate women and all of the great things they've done, all the places they've made better and how we could continue to make things better for not just women just for everybody in this world to start let's go back in time
1: all right so the idea of international women's day has actually been in the air for quite some time it's taken about a century to actually be recognized internationally So in 1909, the Socialist Party of America designated February 28th to honor the 1908 garment workers strike in New York. So in 1908, there was women that were working in a clothing factory that protested against working conditions and improved wages, better hours and things like that. And then in 1910... There was a Socialist International meeting in Copenhagen and they established a Women's Day to honor the movement for women's rights and build support for achieving universal suffrage for women. But there was still no fixed date that was selected for observance. And then in 1911, following the Copenhagen Initiative, International Women's Day was marked for the first time as the 19th of March in Austria, Denmark, Germany, and Switzerland. And more than 1 million men and women attended rallies to fight for their right to vote and hold public office, rights to work, ending discrimination on the job, etc., In 1913 and 1914, Women's Day also became a mechanism for protesting World War I. On or around March 8th of the following year in Europe, there were rallies held to either protest war or to express solidarity with other activists. In 1917, the Women's Day demonstrations in st petersburg russia helped prompt the february revolution where women marched through the city demanding an end to world war one and then 1946 the commission on the status of women was first created and it is a global intergovernmental body that's exclusively dedicated to empowerment and gender equality following this 1975, during the International Women's Year, the United Nations began to celebrate International Women's Day as March 8th. Before 1975, it was pretty much socialist countries and socialist groups that kind of came up with this idea. And then 1975, the United Nations kind of made it more official. 1977, they formally had a UN General Assembly in which they formally introduced March 8th as International Women's Day, and that's when it gained worldwide popularity. And then 1995, the Beijing declaration and platform for action was created which was a historic roadmap signed by 189 governments focusing on 12 critical areas of concern and envisioned a world where each woman exercised her choices such as participating in politics pursuing an education having an income and living in societies that are free from violence and discrimination and then the latest addition to the international women's day would be 2014 marks the 58th session of the Commission on the Status of Women, which is the annual gathering of states in order to address critical issues related to gender equality and women's rights.
2: When we started researching this topic and we started looking into it, one of the big questions that we had as a group was, who is the governing body that runs this event? We came up with a couple of different big players that I think most people would each determine is probably credible and are the ones that, you know, people will follow the lead of. I don't know if our question was even answered, if we really found, you know, what we were looking for, but uh, what did we find?
0: We really found that obviously the concept has been around for a long time, as Natalie just listed, and it's something that's so important and and essential to our society. But I focused on, there's a webpage where it discusses the specific 2019 theme. So I found a hashtag. So the hashtag is balance for better. And along with the hashtag goes a, uh, there's a pose and you can kind of put in a, uh, like a Snapchat filter almost. I'm not sure if it's a Snapchat filter. You know what I'm talking about though. Get the concept. I hope. <laughs> so on this website specifically, I found it was, uh, they claim to be a grassroots activism organization. Pushing for the message that everyone has a part to play all of the time, everywhere. So that kind of goes along with balance for better what I found was this was this website was more of a platform for resources you could even get like a like a swag package almost so on International Women's Day you get some balloons and some some streamers and stuff like that but it's a very complicated thing to look into because like you said before Phil where does it start
2: we figured out sort of some of the partners and who sort of works with them now do you have that information
1: yeah, so MetLife is one of the partners that supports International Women's Day. And they help to integrate and engage women into senior or leadership positions. And they also have a 14-month course that women can take called Developing Women's Career Experience, which also helps that, helps to inspire them to have more uh, leadership roles in the work environment.
2: Mm-hmm. And- We also found on the website internationalwomansday.com, which is like the first Google result that shows up and seems to be fully dedicated to this day, that they made it pretty clear in their About section that the day is not a country, group, or organization specific, and it belongs to all groups collectively everywhere. And then they inserted a glorious diamond quote that says the story of women's struggle for equality belongs to no single feminist nor to any organization, but to the collective efforts of all who care about human rights. I think that's sort of our answer. It basically is something that we all will participate in and no one person can claim ownership of we saw this sort of become an issue in Canada at least when we talk about the Women's March and Women's March Canada as an trademarked organization versus Women's March on Toronto which is a group of agencies and frontline workers and people that are actually hosting most of these Women's Marches across Canada and you know there's sort of a line drawn in the sand where it says one group says you know you shouldn't be trademarking this stuff you shouldn't be making money off this and then the other group that is taking money and raising money and also unfortunately according to one group is taking a lot of credit for stuff that they're not necessarily doing when we look at international women's day we look at the theme that was set by internationalwomensday.com and then when we go to the UN website, their theme is a little different. So their theme is think equal, build smart, innovate for change. Their theme will focus on innovative ways in which we can advance gender equality and empowerment of women particularly in the area of social protection systems, access to public services, and sustainable infrastructure. It can get a little confusing depending on who you uh, are sort of choosing to follow with the theme for this year. Last year, I noticed the exact same thing too. Uh, When I went to the website for internationalwomensday.com, They had their theme set up, and then UN had their theme. And then to make things even more confusing, the government of Canada has their theme, which is innovate for change. So the Canadian theme is to focus on the digital divide between genders, which are, to describe it further, is women are underrepresented in fields like science, technology, engineering, and math. So the STEM programs and STEM classes. So the hashtag innovate for change is a call for action for everyone to harness the power of technology to create a more equal world by removing the barriers facing women in STEM. We can unleash new ideas and solutions that will transform our society and strengthen our economy.
0: It almost requires a level of detective work kind of pull the string and see what unravels just to kind of get the concept itself it's so easy to understand and get behind but everyone kind of has a different take on the way about going about it
2: for sure so if you are a tweeter and you use the twitter then you might get a little confused on march 8th because you might see multiple different themes put out there with hashtags but i'm pretty sure the iwd 19 or iwd will probably be the standards but there's probably gonna be a couple of other ones that you're gonna see, and there's just you know different people seeing different ones. So that's pretty much what that is about.
0: Any conversation is positive conversation, though.
2: For sure, for mm-hmm. sure.
0: As long as nobody's making a profit off it, mm-hmm. I think that it's a good conversation to have.
2: Yeah, like each of them are totally valid and totally great ideas. It's just it would be. A little bit better, I think, if we're all on the same page. You know, STEM is something that we are seeing a stronger push for. I think overall in the last couple of years, we've been seeing a lot of programs that are for young girls to join these type of classes and these extracurriculars. There is a really good TED Talk video by Rishama Sajani. And it's all about how she runs programs for young girls to get more interested and to try to learn all these type of uh, STEM type classes. So what she's learned from it is that girls tend to really be very critical of themselves and they don't want to show you their work until... It's perfect. Like They just grow up learning that they have to make sure if they're going to show it, it has to be exactly what it should be. And then she also learned that boys, they'll just show you when they think it's done. And if it's good, then it's good. If not, then they just try again. So her whole messaging in this is that teach girls to be perfect, but we should instead teach them to be more brave, to make mistakes and to just try and get out there and, and learn from those mistakes and I think that was a really great message and it's one of my top TED Talk videos that I have seen for sure. All right, Nat and Ryan, I'm going to list a whole bunch of countries and you tell me whether or not you think International Women's Day is a public holiday, okay?
1: Good. Yeah, all right.
2: Here we go. Afghanistan.
1: Yes. No. Angola. Yes.
0: No. <laughs> it's like the price is right. Yeah, <laughs> we're just <laughs>
2: Just one person say yes, one person say no, and then one of you are always right. (laughs) Armenia. No. No. Belarus. No.
0: No. No, I don't think so.
2: Cambodia.
1: No. Yes. China. Yes. No.
2: Cuba, Georgia, Laos, Madagascar, Madolva.
0: I'm starting to have the feeling that this might be either a yes list or a no list.
1: Yeah, it's really hard to say. (laughs) I want to say yes, but I'm not entirely sure.
2: Mongolia, Nepal, Russia.
1: No.
0: Yeah, okay, it's
2: a no list.
1: Yeah, I'm going to say no.
2: Uganda, Ukraine, Vietnam.
1: I'm going to say no. Yeah.
0: Is it a no list?
2: This is actually all yes. Oh. Yes. Except, sorry, uh, there's an asterisk on China and Madagascar. Those are only holidays for women. But these are just some of the countries that have... International Women's Day as public holidays. That's awesome. There are a bunch that don't have them as public holidays but do observe the day as International Women's Day and celebrate it. It's Cameroon, Croatia, Romania, Bosnia, uh, Bulgaria, Chile, these countries. It's very common for children and men to give women their lives, flowers, or small gifts. Canada, I don't know if it's, it's not necessarily something that every man does, I think. Uh, Gives, you know, their wife, girlfriend, or mother, or grandmother gifts. But I know, I've heard of people that do do it. Like, I, I know people that do give roses away and things like that. But these countries in particular, it's like a common thing that people do. Hint, hint. Hint, hint.
0: (laughs) Does a a hug count as a gift?
1: (laughs) I don't know. I like the whole flower idea very much. not going to (laughs) lie.
2: Ryan, you don't give hugs every day?
0: No, I'm not much of a hugger. Fair enough. Fair enough. (laughs) If you don't hug often, you can use them as
2: gifts. Oh, Oh, there you go. That works. (laughs) We are going to get so much hate mail. Okay. Well... International Women's Day have sparked violence in some countries also. So in Tehran, Iran, on March 4th, 2007, when police ended up beating hundreds of men and women who were planning a rally, the... Police arrested dozens of women, and some were released several days after staying in solitary confinement and were interrogated. And yeah, so some of the more prominent leaders in this uh, organization of these rallies they ended up being in jail a lot longer, and they were eventually released on March 19th. So that's 15 days after they basically had to do a hunger strike to get released from jail. Another international women's day little fact is that typically we see international women's day celebrated with the color purple and but in italy they've actually have men giving yellow mimosas to women instead that's because they chose to change the flower because they thought lilies were a little bit too expensive and scarce in italy so not everyone would be able to give people those so they sort of switched over to a yellow mimosa instead
0: Did they name the flower after the drink or the drink after the flower?
2: (laughs) Yeah, I'm not a big like plant person or flower person. So when I read it, I was like, wow, like all these women are getting drinks for free. (laughs) That's That's a pretty good deal.
1: That's literally what I was thinking about was champagne and orange juice mixed together. (laughs) (laughs) Good
2: thing we're not florists. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. So this year actually is a pretty special time for Berlin because this year is actually the first year that International Women's Day will be a public holiday. So congratulations to them.
0: Germany's always been a really forward-thinking country, and I think the forward progress that they're showing in regards to issues such as these is very important. So speaking of forward-thinking countries with goals...
1: Yeah, it's great to see progress, but it's also important to remember that there's always room for improvement, so there are still lots of goals that we wish to meet, and the UN actually has a an agenda for sustainable development, and they hope that it is complete by the year 2030. So it's an internationally recognized plan that outlines a 15-year global framework centered around 17 goals and 169 targets that are hoped to be met by 2030. So they range from no poverty, quality education, clean water, and gender equality. Let's just go over a few of them. Number five is gender equality. So Canada envisions a world where all women and girls are valued and empowered. We hope to do so by two crucial elements. Number one, Canada's gender result framework, which measures the impact that women in the workforce have on Canada's real GDP per capita. And then the second goal is through systemic use of gender-based analysis, and it's used to help inform, to make policy and program developments, and to the implementation of gender-based budgeting and inclusive consultations. So gender-based budgeting is it's an analytical tool that's used to assess how different groups of women, men, and gender-diverse people may experience policies, programs, and initiatives.
0: Yeah, the cool thing about this agenda is there are goals that are put in place by the United Nations, and Canada has actually released how they're going to attempt to meet these goals. So rather than just kind of putting it on the back burner and thinking about it and Twenty They're actively creating a plan. And like the goals go range from no poverty, zero hunger, quality education, gender inequality, which Natalie just spoke of, clean water and sanitation, sustainable cities and communities, all stuff that's going to be very important to society as we move forward. So to have a government that's being proactive on that is, is pretty awesome.
2: Even if you remember back in 2018 so long ago the Canadian government actually managed to raise 3.8 billion dollars for girls education at that g7 summit if you don't know the g7 summit is it's where the group of seven so seven largest advanced economies in the world they usually get together every year they talk about how to deal with important economic and political issues that are facing the world do you know which countries are in the G seven? I, th- I think I got it. Okay. okay, go.
0: Canada, the United States, even though they don't really meet their commitments. Japan, Germany, the United Kingdom. Was that five? Yep. Did I say Germany? Yep. I'm, I can't. I missing the last two.
2: France and Italy. Ah. Yeah. So actually, there is actually one more group not that uh, represented is the European Union, although they're not like officially. Part of it, they still participate in the summit, very right, cool, unfortunately, though, if you also remember back when they had the summit last year u s did not contribute to the three point eight billion dollars towards girls' education, and also if you also remember when they're sort of talking about this topic, uh Trump was fashionably late and was not very attentive during these talks, unfortunately,
0: so they'll make cuts to girls education but they'll increase their national defense budget by two and give canada flack for not doing the same Mm -hmm. i think we're spending our money on the right stuff I, i hope
2: oh for sure for sure so like this money the plan is it will go towards supporting women acquiring job skills improving teacher training To improve the curriculum for girls, expanding the quality of data available on female education, and promoting more coordination between humanitarian partners. So yeah, this money is going to be sent out to developing countries to ensure that women are able to get the education that they deserve. So
0: on the topic of the UN's agenda for sustainable development, was the Red Dot Project not nominated or awarded something?
2: Uh, Yeah, that feels like so long ago now. 2017 in october the united nations association canada toronto branch they had a recognition award ceremony where people nominated different groups and agencies across toronto that are working towards these sustainable development goals and someone somewhere nominated us and you know they called us up to city hall in toronto and we got to receive this uh, certificate for the work we're doing they grouped us in the poverty section so the goal that relates to eliminating poverty so that was a great time um if you check out the blogs you could see the we posted our speech that we gave that day and we got a chance to talk about our agency and that was like a real great moment where we got to discuss about what we're doing and our vision for this agency so yeah thanks for reminding me about that one Represent. So International Women's Day isn't the only holiday that exists that either was inspired by or relate to women. What are some of the other ones that we have going on?
0: Okay, so around the world, I was able to come up with three holidays that are specifically surround women. So the first is based out of South Africa, and it's called National Women's Day. It was first celebrated on August 9th in South Africa, and it commemorates a march that occurred in 1956, which saw... 20,000 women gathered to protest a South African law requiring black people to carry a separate passport while traveling within their country. This event was first celebrated in 1994. So the second one occurs in the U.S., and it's called Rosa Parks Day. So it's an American holiday commemorating civil rights leader Rosa Parks. This holiday was first celebrated in California in 2000. Now occurs in California, Missouri, Ohio, and Oregon. Those are the only four states that recognize it. So the third is also recognized in the U.S. and It's known as Harriet Tubman Day. So this holiday is observed on March 10th, and it celebrates the work of Harriet Tubman, who is an American abolitionist and humanitarian. So Harriet was responsible for helping enslaved families escape slavery by utilizing the Underground Railroad and helping them transition up to Canada. So all three holidays are built around important female figures, and I think all three were important to mention.
2: Okay, so Ryan, earlier you told us about all these inventions that were created by women. Tell us more about them because I'm just dying to know you know, how these things got created.
0: Yeah, so it was a pretty awesome list. So I'll start with the first. So Anne, I might say this last name or I'm going to do my best, to Sakamoto. So she was responsible for stem cell isolation. So when we're talking about stem cell isolation. It's a huge invention when it comes to studying cancers. So in order to research and eventually hopefully come up with a cure for for cancer, this is a very important thing to study.
2: Natalie, you sent me an article recently about a Mexican scientist.
1: Yes, so this is very interesting. So Eva Ramon is a Mexican scientist and she just recently found a cure for the human papillomavirus, which is really important because HPV actually is becoming more common and apparently they say it affects 70% of all people at least one strain affects 70% of all people so that's a very important accomplishment
2: yeah for sure it's one of those things that more people have than don't these days it seems like and you know it's one of those things where it's, I know like for men it doesn't seem like a big deal because it doesn't really affect us the same way we should just carry it and pass it on As opposed to women where it could lead to things like cervical cancer. And, you know, we're seeing right now in elementary schools, a lot more young girls have to get shots for this. And I don't know if they make guys do it or not.
1: No. So when I was in grade eight, we had to pay for the shot still. It was it's called Gardasil. It's $165 per shot. You get, I think, two or three of them. And then the year that after I graduated from grade eight, the Canadian government began giving that Gardasil shot out for free because of how prevalent it's become in Canadian society. And mostly because of the fact that it's like kind of considered like a silent virus. A lot of people don't elicit symptoms. They carry it until they end up with like cervical cancer or it progresses into something that's much worse.
0: Okay, so the next famous female inventor that I'm going to mention, her name was Grace Hopper. So as I sit here looking at the notes on my computer, we have Grace to thank, because she was the person who designed Harvard's first Mark I computer. This first computer, just for a little reference, was five tons, the entire size of a room. Its main purpose was to translate written words into computer code.
2: I wonder how much credit people like Steve Jobs and... Microsoft guy Bill Gates. Bill Gates, how much of a cut they gave her for this?
0: Probably zero, probably zero. <laughs>
2: and yet, we know their names, but we don't know her name.
0: Yeah, and another fun fact in relation to Grace is that the term debugging cause I, I haven't completely fact checked this, but it seems like a credible source. I'll
2: the, believe you. The
0: term debugging comes from when she had to remove moths from the inside of the device in order for it to operate <laughs> properly, which wow. sounds like bs but uh, like i said credible source so moving on we've got stephanie qualit so she invented kevlar so ballistic material with i guess not only ballistic but just very very strong material So this was invented in 1964 and it's used in hundreds of things and just in relation to bulletproof vests how many lives does it save helmets vests whatever
2: Mm -hmm. for sure like i know i have to thank her because i've done a lot of work with people with autism and we often wear kevlar sleeves sleeves like elastic type sleeves that have kevlar in it that are often used when you uh cut glass and stuff so you don't get cut so it doesn't penetrate and they saved my arms from scratches and bites and things like that so without that my arms would look a lot worse than they do today Mm -hmm.
0: so another famous invention was uh many inventions i should say the inventor's name was shirley jackson so she was a theoretical physicist who was the first black woman to be awarded a phd from mit and this happened in 1973 so her research into subatomic particles which i have no understanding about whatsoever enabled things such as the fax machine the touchtone phone this long-lost technology that we've all forgotten about. <laughs> Solar cells, which are becoming more and more prevalent. Fiber optics, which is so huge in today's society. And caller ID.
2: Isn't subatomic particles, doesn't that have to do with like Ant-Man? Have you seen the movie? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like, he, like they shrink and stuff like that. I don't think they brought her name up once in that movie.
0: <laughs> Obviously, all of these women are held in very high regard and have done incredible things. There was one that really stood out for me. Who? Her name was Nancy Johnson.
2: And what did she invent?
0: Nancy Johnson, in 1843, invented the hand-crank ice cream maker. Ooh! So we have her to thank for delicious summer treats.
1: We also have her to thank for the infamous breakup food because I'm pretty sure well, I know myself, if I've gone through a breakup, I usually have a tub of ice cream on my lap, so (laughs) (laughs) thank you. (laughs) I'm more
2: of a Big Mac with 20-piece nuggets guy, (laughs) but ice cream works too. I'm
0: going to be thinking about a Big Mac for the rest of the episode now.
2: (laughs) Even though this isn't a going with the flow episode, we have decided to throw in a trailblazer of the episode for today. And who is this wonderful trailblazer that we have?
1: All right. So the GWTF trailblazer of the week goes to... Viola Irene Desmond. Viola was a famous Canadian businesswoman who you may now recognize from her recent appearance on the Canadian $10 bill. So Viola is recognized for challenging racial segregation in a theater in Nova Scotia. Viola helped modernize and propel the civil rights movement within Canada, attempting to view a film in the front row of a segregated movie theater, standing firm and fighting to have her charges overthrown. In April of 2010, Desmond was granted a posthumous pardon, meaning it was granted after death. She's also
0: the first woman of color to appear on Canadian Currency.
2: I've uh, recently got in my possession a couple of them, and like I looked at them, and they're so crisp, and I'm thinking, I don't even want to spend this right now because it's so cool to see it. And, of course, did I spend it on something like McDonald's?
0: Now, the new money... That they rolled out. Is it fully waterproof? Like, have you washed a 50, like, in your pocket and tested that at all? Or
2: I'm going to let you try that one. I'm pretty sure it's okay.
0: Could I borrow a 50?
2: <laughs> no. Okay. Viola Desmond, thank you so much for your contributions. Okay, so we're going to wrap things up very soon, but not quite yet. Let's look at some of the ways that the Ontario government is telling us to celebrate International Women's Day. These are 10 ideas of how you can celebrate International Women's Day in 2019. Number one, take part in an International Women's Day event in your community. For us, Red Dot Project, we are in the process of trying to figure out how we want to celebrate so by the time this airs we will already have figured out how we're going to celebrate we are actually planning an event at seneca college the week after with sandgates women's shelter and hopefully a a bunch of other agencies too if you are one of the lovely students that tell me you listen to this thing then please keep an ear out for this announcement of the event and if you are one of the students that told me you listen you're not listening to this you lied to me and i'm deeply deeply saddened by it (laughs) number two recognize the achievements of exceptional women in your community by profiling her in a local newspaper or online platform, making a donation to a charity in her name, or nominating her for an award. Number three, encourage youth to get involved through classroom discussions, activities, and using the learning toolkit which can be found online. Number four, learn more about challenges facing women around the world from international organizations such as U.N. Women, number five. Why am I? in one, two, three, four, five, six. There's only seven examples.
1: <laughs>
0: Did they say it
2: was ten? Yeah, here are ten ideas, and they only give me seven examples.
1: <laughs> they just rounded it up for the for the title, <laughs> That's what it sounds like <laughs> whoever they're not going to put here seven. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay.
2: Well, well, the whole government lied to me again. <laughs> 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 but I guess we have seven ways. Number five. Donate your time to a local, national, or international organization that supports women and gender equality. Number six, talk with men and boys about their role as advocates and allies for gender equality. And number seven, plan a fundraiser event at your workplace or school for a charity that works with women or works to advance gender equality. I think before we sort of wrap up, wrap up, it's important to note that even though it's International Women's Day, we have to understand a lot of these issues also pertain to people who just don't uh, conform to the binary terms of men and women. So a lot of people who are non-binary or are transgendered or just don't fit clearly in a men or women category they face a lot of these issues too and they deserve to be celebrated for their accomplishments also so uh, let's try to work on that also on this day so the music's playing now y'all hear that yeah, yeah I hear it mm-hmm. yeah. it's a little better than yours closing <laughs> music but whatever it's cool. <laughs> you chose your own um what does that mean
1: it's about that time
2: it's about that time it's
0: about that time it's about
2: that time it's about that time for us to wrap things up here today. So thank you for listening to red dot project slash going with the flow red dot flow jack. And we are so happy to have you still listening to this right now. Special shout out to Taylor from the SSW program who emailed me and said that Matt and Ryan are doing an amazing job. Hello to Alyssa. You said you listened to this, so if you're still listening to this, thank you. And to all the other students, you will get your shout-out one day. Just keep on telling us how great we're doing. Or maybe if we're not doing great, lie to us. And if you enjoyed what you listened to today, you could find us and subscribe to us on what platform?
0: Wherever quality podcasts exist.
2: Such as?
1: iTunes. Google Play? I don't know anymore. Stitcher. <laughs>
0: podbean, is that one? Yeah, that's
2: one yeah, too. Yeah, podbean. Yeah. <laughs> So find us on those things, rate us, give us five stars. We'd love five stars. Not so fond of four and under, but five stars are great. Leave us a comment. Let us know what you want us to talk about. And we will gladly round an episode about those things if we like them.
0: And don't forget to subscribe to going with the flow.
2: Which when you subscribe to red dot project, you subscribe to going with the flow. So (laughs) either way, it's a win-win two for one deal. Do it right now. Thank you very much, and we'll hear from you very soon. Bye.
1: Bye. Bye.